0: Welcome to Road Trip Branson. I'm your host, Rebecca Schlau. This is episode 23, and I'm going to be talking about our last trip. Hey everybody, welcome back. So we got back from our Branton trip a little over a week ago. It was probably closer to two weeks. I've been slacking a little bit. And I just want to share with everyone our personal experiences and give everybody our trip review. So keep in mind the angle that we're going to be going through the trip review this time is not only, you know, what all we did and how much fun we had, but also doing all the things we normally like to do with COVID-19 measures in place. So keep in mind, I'm going to be kind of detailing that as we go through. I did try to give some trip report updates on my Branson Facebook page. So I tried to upload videos here and there. I, I wanted to get real fancy and I tried to make little little videos, like a compilation videos. And those didn't seem to load right on the Facebook account. So I may have to go back and, and add each of those individually. So just check the Facebook page if you actually want some some updates uh, while I was actually there, and I think those those would be good for you guys going to Branson, too, because it, you know, at, the, at that moment, I'm giving you my opinion in that moment, so it might be good. So, we arrived at Branson on a Thursday. It was a Thursday evening, August the 6th, and it was a late night check-in. We didn't get to leave Central Arkansas until after my husband got off work that day, so, I mean, it was late afternoon, so we knew we weren't going to arrive until later, and we've done this several times. We knew it was going to be late. So, we we arrived at the Welk Resort, I'm assuming somewhere close to 10, 9, 10 something like that, and uh, it could have been closer to 11. Who actually knows at this point? we stayed at the lodges at timber ridge this is our normal place that we like to go it's usually our favorite spot and of course it did not disappoint i love this place i love the welk resort okay so the lodges at timber ridge are part of the welk resort if you've listened to the show ever i've probably mentioned this resort we just really love it there it's just a great place to stay so while i'm at it let's go ahead and go over the pros and cons of the welk resort in the COVID era. So the pros of the Welk Resort, they have, not only do they have the hotel part, like normal hotel rooms, they also have the lodges at Timber Ridge, which are your condos. The condos will vary in size between uh, one bedroom, two bedroom, maybe even I think three bedroom condos. And they get big, they have kitchens. Uh, There's a lot of options there, depending on the size of your family and the amenities you're looking for. Now, the lodges and the Welk Resort share the same, like, clubhouse, splashatorium. They share the same features. So, some of the, the continued pros are they have this little tiny putt-putt course. Now, honestly, it's not um, anything fancy like you're going to see on the strip. It is kind of a rinky-dink outdoor putt-putt course that's not greatly maintained. I mean, it, you know, it's going to have leaves on it. It's kind of in a shady area, which is good. It's good that it's shady. But you kind of do it at your own pace. What I like about this, it's a great introduction for little kids to do putt-putt. So let's say you have a three-year-old like us who, you know, we want him to experience the putt-putt, but he's kind of a mess and all over the place. And then, you know, paying for a little kid who doesn't know what they're doing is kind of frustrating, too, especially, you know, when it gets like 10, 15 bucks for a little kid. So here, the putt putt is included, but it's a little bitty rinky dink course. But it can be kind of fun. It's still fun for families. Uh Not a lot of crazy obstacles or fun stuff to look at, like you would at like Pirates Cove or some of those other ones. But it's really cool and it's it's free. It's included. They also have a little playground. It's a good playground. I mean, it's it's nice, nice and maintained. You can see it while you're driving up to the Welk Resort. It's really nice. It is not covered with a fence or anything, but it's far enough away from the road. It's kind of in a field. So it's great. Near that playground, there is also a small pool. Now, from what I hear, there is a, there's a limit of 10 people in the small pool. Um, I'll go over a little bit more about the pools in just a second. They also have at the Welk Resort, a little restaurant that you can eat at. Now it used to be a buffet. I don't believe they're, Doing that right now, but it is still a restaurant. You can still order food from there, and you can still order. I believe you can order food from the restaurant, and they will bring it to you at the resort. So that's pretty cool. They also have some other great, you know, features. Like sometimes they'll have like a Build a Bear thing, you have to pay a little bit of extra money to do that at the resort. Um, They, you know, they have kid activities. So, Build a Bear, they'll have like sometimes you can make necklaces, you can do archery. You can do s'mores on a campfire. Now, some of these will have a little bit of an extra charge, but it's all built into the resort, so that's really cool. They also have probably the best indoor swimming pool area that I've seen so far in Branson for a, like a condo. It's, you know, it's not an indoor, you know, water park per se, but there is a really great slide, some little splashy features, a hot tub inside and outside that's open year-round, and then outside of the splashatorium, the actual facility that hosts the indoor pool is uh, like a you know a splash pad with a little bitty toddler slide. The pool in the summer is open. There's part of the half the pool's outside and half the pool's inside. Now the big slide is indoor and it's really great. There now there is supposed to be a height restriction of 42 inches at the pool. We found that people weren't really. <laughs> watching too hard so we were able to get our 40 inch son on that slide with no problem which is fine I mean he was wearing a you know he was wearing a puddle jumper and we were watching him really closely we don't do anything dangerous with that and we we felt very comfortable with him going down so back in the day they used to be a lot more strict with that slide though but this time they weren't now they also have I mean you can buy stuff there if you forget something at home. You can buy stuff. They'll also, you know, one of the great pros is that anything, if you need extra of anything, like for instance, I need a ton of extra shampoo. I need a ton of extra body uh, body products and things like that because I have, you know, there's three girls and we all use all these products. And so they always give us a huge, like anytime I'm just like, oh, can I get a few extra shampoos? They'll give me a ton of shampoos. And the stuff, the products that they have there are actually really good. Like, they smell really good. So, they use really good uh, products, toiletry products, if if that makes sense. And also, you know, another pro about this resort is they are doing some safety measures there for COVID. I mean, every place is required to do some things. and But I knew going into the resort that they were going to have measures in place. And so, I did like that, of course. I like to be reassured. And I know that masks are required, so that made me feel good. Now, let's go ahead and get to some of the cons, okay? The cons. Now, the first con, let's just go to the pool thing. So, it kind of fits in with one of the pros, one of the COVID safety measure things. They're limiting the amount of people that can go into the pools. And this is pretty standard. You know, they don't want it filled with people. I'm sure they don't want any liability. Because in a pool setting, you know, people aren't necessarily wearing masks because they're in the pool. So they don't want a ton of people in this little small indoor space. I mean, actually, it's a pretty nice size space, but they have to limit how many people. So that can be kind of a pro for people who are a little bit nervous about coronavirus. However, the real con here is that you have to make these pool reservations in advance And you get a two-hour window to make your pool reservation. So you can't just come and go. And this was a huge problem for us because we never really know when we want to swim. It's one of those things where we may come back from Silver Dollar City and we're kind of tired, but we want to swim for a few hours Then we want to go to Branton Landing. Or maybe we wake up and we want to swim. We never know when we're going to swim. So it was very, very frustrating that once we arrived they told us then we had to make a reservation for the pool area and I'm not gonna lie that is a huge con of this resort right now I understand completely why they're doing it like that's not the problem it's just a huge bummer because there was a few times we wanted to swim and we didn't get to and I don't like paying for a resort and not being able to do what I'm essentially paying to do. Um, don't worry, I had to give them feedback on that. In my book, it would have been better for them to have, you know, first come first serve for the pool. So, you know, maybe have the people that come in, like say, okay, there's a two hour limit. You can be here. And when your time is up, you know, they'll call that party's name. Cause they already did that anyway. They'll call your name out when it's time for your group to leave. So I like that idea. So if everyone who shows up and there's a limit, okay, you, you tell the people, oh, there's a capacity. You'll just have to wait until people leave. And give people the option. Like, we would have waited outside the gates for a little while for people to leave. Like, that wouldn't have been a big deal. Because I guarantee you, you know, there's there's people, they're not taking that whole two-hour block. Like, two hours, you know, for some families is nothing. But when you have little, little kids, they're not, I mean, after... You know, after an hour, we are pretty much done. So there's plenty of times we didn't even use our full two hours. And I know there were other families that weren't using the two hours. And so if they would have just had, hey, we have this amount of people that can come, you know, in. Everyone else just kind of waits in line. I would much prefer that. Or you go up there and you're in a virtual line. Like, okay, you've signed in. It's your turn. You know, we will send you a text when it's your turn. Um, a virtual line would be great. So you're not actually sitting in line, but you, you know, you, you, you're kind of in the, the database of lines. So that would have been a lot better and that would have made it a much more enjoyable experience because of that experience. I actually don't know if I'm going to be staying at the Welk Resort anytime soon until they change that because the main draw for us is, well, I mean, it's a nice resort. We love the resort itself, but the pool is just a huge huge factor for us and the kids now if you don't have little kids and you don't really care about the pool then you know it's great so another option though you know luckily there is another option for the pool they do have that a little small of a small quiet pool and you can accommodate it can accommodate 10 and that is a first come first serve so only 10 people are allowed to go in whatever you know that's fine But it's not as restricted. So I guess we could have swam anytime we wanted to swim. But it was just, you know, I'm not going to lie. It was frustrating. Another con was there were a lot of the staff members who weren't following their own rules regarding the COVID safety measures. And y'all, I just want to go and say this before I get any hate mail. I know there's some of you who don't want to wear masks, who don't care about this, who have different thoughts about, mask wearing and its effectiveness but I'll say that our family is a mask wearing family we feel safer and more comfortable I'm not going to get into you know I hate getting in these debates with people who do and don't wear masks like that's not the thing I'm just going to let y'all know we are more comfortable with that and it makes us feel better and safer I mean obviously we're not too crazy scared because we're not I mean we're We're not staying home. Not that people who stay home are crazy, but I mean, like, obviously, we're not super, super, super anxious about coronavirus or we would not be traveling. Our main concern is we don't want to get it and pass it to some of our more vulnerable family members. So it's not really about us. It's about, you know, we just don't want to bring it back with us. So it bothered us when we saw a lot of the employees not following their own rules for masks or social distancing. And I found that every time I went up to the front desk, there was one lady. She may have been a man. She seemed to be a manager. And she always wore her mask below the nose. They also had another lady come up and stand right beside me when I was being checked in. I mean, there was clearly not six feet apart. And um, I walked over and I was pretty much at the next kind of register area because I was not going to be that close to another person who also, by the way, was not wearing their mask correctly. They're wearing them. under their nose, which whatever, um, this isn't a problem for me, guys, because I have no problems asserting, <laughs> asserting myself a few feet away. Like it wasn't a big deal. I just stepped a few feet away to let the person behind the counter know I wasn't really that comfortable, and it was fine. No one, I didn't say anything, and they didn't say anything to me. Um, they do have some plastic partitions there, so that was good. Um, but I could just tell that, you know, they have safety measures in place, but some of the people at the resort aren't taking them too seriously, you know, oh, well, I mean, we didn't really let that bother us too bad because, you know, we're not too, too worried about it, but you know, kind of irked me a little bit. Same thing with, there was one of the housekeepers who brought us some extra towels and she had her mask on, but below the chin. So there was no point wearing it, you know, no point. Um, which whatever it, it is what it is, guys, you're going to find this everywhere you go. But for us, it does kind of bother us a little bit when people don't wear their masks correctly. Cause we are trying to do our part. Now, when we arrived, everything went smoothly. We had a one bedroom condo. That had a nice den, a few fireplaces, and a huge balcony. And I actually did a room tour, which I'll post on Facebook if it lets me. I may have already posted it, actually. I don't know. But anyway, it was a wonderful, clean room. I mean, it was great. I loved it. It was so nice and spacious, and it had a washer and dryer, and it had a huge jetted tub in the master bedroom that separated from like the bed uh, by a fireplace. Now the fireplace wasn't turned, the gas wasn't on, so we didn't actually get it lit, which was fine. I, I didn't take a bath this time. But there's also a nice walk-in shower, like a modern shower uh, with with nice tile and stuff. And the there's the little toilet area, and it has like a little pocket door to kind of close it off and... I found something that was really great about this room in particular is that there's a ton of storage area for your clothes, your suitcases. There's an armoire. There's uh, nice big end tables. There's also the nightstands, which have drawers in them. And, of course, they have a big chest of drawers in the master bedroom. There's plenty. I mean, there's a closet there's plenty of extra storage space, which is great. They have a full kitchen, which is really nice. They have a dining area, a pull-out couch bed, and the balcony, again, is just huge. I mean, they had a sitting area in the balcony and like a table area in the balcony. It was just great. So, I love this resort. It's, it's one of my favorites for so many, so many reasons. Just the biggest bummer, honestly, was the pool. So, that's kind of the con. All right, so the the very next day, we decided to head to Silver Dollar City. Now, I believe Silver Dollar City opened somewhere around nine or ten, but it was kind of rainy in the morning and kind of dreary, so we we slept in and enjoyed the morning, and we didn't even arrive to Silver Dollar City till close to noon. Um, surprisingly. You know, it was a Friday in the summer. The parking lot, you know, the paid for preferred parking was primarily empty. Now, you do have to pay, you know, an extra fee to park here if you're a season pass holder or more if you're not. Um, But that we found that that parking lot, which is usually a lot more full, was not. And there was only one of the main parking lots that was being filled up. The other the other parking lots weren't needed. Um, There just wasn't a lot of cars. There wasn't a lot of people there. It was fine to take a picture, so at the very beginning, before you enter into the park, there's usually a photographer there that will take your picture. Now, in the past, I didn't have any problem asking that person to take our picture with my own phone, but, you know, I didn't even think to ask this time, because I just felt like that would be an intrusion of that person's, you know, I didn't want to mess up that person's hygiene. (laughs) Uh, so, I just took a picture of my husband and kids without me. But, again, um, low crowds getting in. It I haven't ever seen it this low in a summer. So, it had just rained. So, even people who may, th- who may have thought about going weren't going to be there. And it was also a Moonlight Madness weekend, the last weekend of that, which means during the weekends in the summer, it would stay open until 10 p.m., which is pretty late for Silver Dollar City. And so... You know, sometimes if people are planning on staying late, they won't even arrive to the park until, you know, maybe after five or so because that would be a good time to go. So we walked to a few different spots, a few rides Uh, after we shot some people at the River Blast. I think we we tried to get on. Mystic River Falls but it was closed now Mystic River Falls is the new attraction that replaced the lost river so it's another family raft ride and we were thinking that we would probably be able to get my son in because he's um, he's right at the the limit like he's right I mean he's right at 40 inches I mean with the right shoes he's almost 40 inches but maybe a hair smaller but... Uh, the guy who was who said the rides closed he was like yeah I think he's I think he'll he'll be fine you know they may say differently when they take him up there but anyway the ride was closed that was a little frustrating because it, it turns out the ride had been closed all morning. it hadn't even opened up yet and I think what happens is it's just one of those rides that requires a lot of maintenance and the maintenance crew cannot come out in the rain and it rained that morning so it takes a while to get it opened up. So, we decided to do some other things until it opened, even though that was kind of our main thing we wanted to do. We walked over to the Grand Exposition area. Now, this area of the park is great for little kids, toddlers and such, those who aren't really big enough to ride some of the bigger thrill rides. We really liked the, well, my kids and husband. They love the, what they call the little roller coaster, the the um, I don't know if it's like the the exposition coaster. I don't know what it's called, but they love to do that. They love to do the swings. My son, I believe, was was big enough this year, and they love doing like the teacups over there. The the Dumbo ride. There's tons of like little rides that go in a circle, which make me sick. I, y'all, I don't ride any of that stuff over there. So while they while the rest of my family was, was finishing up some rides over there, I went ahead and I sneaked back over to the restaurant, the brand new smokehouse, right on Mystic River Falls. I think they now call it like Rivertown Smokehouse or, or something like that. And I liked the menu. It had like basic barbecue stuff. You brisket, pulled pork, sausage beans, macaroni, slaw. They had some tater tots that were made with like, you know, regular white potatoes but also some sweet potatoes. They had chicken strips, so they had a lot to offer. So I went in and there was only me and another family that were ordering. So I went up to order, okay. This is kind of strange. There's there's no one in here. I went up to order. I ordered one meal, you know, I have several more to get because I have a big family. So we put that order he started making it and then immediately started taking the order of the family right after me. Well, I still had four more meals to place. And he not—he never even asked me, is that it? Do you need anything else? But I just awkwardly stood there. I didn't know what else to do because I wasn't done ordering. And I didn't know where to go because they were just kind of looking at the guy who was preparing the rest of the food. Nobody asked me why I wasn't taking the food on a tray because I think he'd no, he didn't put it on a tray, but it was out there waiting for me to grab. But I, you know, I didn't grab it because I had several other things to get. And no one even asked me. The guy taking the orders never looked my way, never seemed concerned, never smiled. Never, well, I don't know if he was smiling, he was wearing a mask, but never seemed interested at all in why in the world I wasn't moving because I didn't really move from the line. I stood there, but he just proceeded to ask the people behind me what all they wanted, which I thought was extremely rude. And the minute I told him, oh, I wasn't done ordering, I figured he'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I, I, I thought you were done. Like that was kind of the the <laughs> what I expected. And I was like, oh, I, w- I wasn't done ordering. And he just looked at me. Y'all, he just looked at me. Didn't say anything. Like, sorry, whatever. He just looked at me. It's like, what else? And he, I think he just said, okay, what else you need? And I was just, I was kind of taken aback because that's really rude customer service for Silver Dollar City. They aren't, you know, I'm not used to that. I'm used to so everyone at Silver Dollar City being so nice. So I, uh, I get the rest of the food ordered. There's a mix up, you know, now, because first I had one meal then this other group had all their meals, and then the rest of my meals come. And so this is a kind of like a cafeteria-style line. So there was some mix-up on whose meal was what, what's was what. And I, was, I tried to explain to the guy giving the food that the original guy had broken up my order, and he just looked at me like I was crazy. And then I said, okay, hey, I have, you know, I have five meals here. There's just me. Um, can I get a tray? Because they just give you—now they, they don't even do trays, I guess because of coronavirus— they they just give you your your food and little, you know, little plates and little, you know, cardboard boats to take. And I had all of this food. And I was like, can I have a tray? And they're like, we don't have trays. Never, you know, no one seemed to be interested in that. And I was like, well, do you have a tray I could use? Maybe something that, or someone could help me? And they were like, well here's this tray. It belongs to the kitchen, so you can't keep it. You have to bring it right back. Like, you have to bring it right back. Like, made sure in the tone of voice, I knew that he was kind of breaking rules just to give it to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, of course, I'll bring it right back. But again, (laughs) customer service, tone of voice, I don't know. Maybe it's the mask. Maybe there's some frustration down there at the Rivertown Smokehouse, but I was not exactly impressed with The friendliness of the people taking my order, so not impressed at all. Now, the food was a different story. I loved our food. Sausage, pulled pork, beans, the macaroni and cheese, everything was good. No complaints there. It was up to silver dollar standards. I liked it. And by the way, I made sure to bring my my stuff back. Um, One thing, you you really have to ask for any sort of condiments you want because they don't just have things out so I had to go back in and maybe ask for salt or, or stuff like that or some sauce um, so just make sure you ask when you're at the counter when you're paying so the Rivertown smokehouse looks over the Mystic River Falls and I could see that it was reopening so this was going to be a good time okay just reopen I'm going to go we're going to go ahead and get in line so by the time we we got in line, there was already a huge line, and I was so bummed. But I was like, you know what? We've never ridden it. Let's just stay in it because I was like, okay, the line looks long, but everyone's social distancing in it, so it's probably not as long, you know, as long as it looks. I was like, okay, we probably got thirty minutes, and boy was I wrong, y'all. Ugh, this is this is my complaint, and I did post this on Facebook, and I know not everyone agrees with me because. There's people who are different than than me, but I really like social distancing and mask wearing as part of, you know, the procedures to make me feel better about coronavirus because, yeah, I'm taking a risk. I'm traveling during a, a pandemic, so it makes me feel good when I know that companies, businesses, organizations are enforcing Masks and distancing to keep people safe. Even if you think it's overkill, y'all, I don't care. I know it can be done because Disney World and Universal Studios did it. And they did it great. So our city does not have the manpower to be able to effectively enforce their rules in big crowds and, and lines. They just don't have enough people obviously working. Or they don't have them delegated. Because so our city... I didn't see anyone else in line making any attempts to follow the dots. So there's some dots in each line saying stay six feet apart from this point. Like stay in this spot until the people that are on the next dot move up to the dot in front of them. That's what you're supposed to do. But I'll just tell you no one cared. Not, not one bit. Nobody cared. Silver so our City went through a lot of trouble to put those dots in very strategic locations to keep parties of people six feet. So, like when the the line winds back and forth. You know, so people on one side of the rail would, would pass people really close. So, they don't put dots like that right by each other. They space it out. So, you know, ideally, you wouldn't be right by somebody. Unfortunately, no one follows those rules. No one socially distanced and... I would say probably about half, God, maybe, I don't know, 30% to half the people in line either took their mask off or wore it under their nose and just didn't seem to care. Y'all, no one cared, and uh, it was kind of stressful, and I followed, (laughs) I followed the rules, and I think it was very frustrating for the people behind me because, because I'm a rule follower, because I, I get a little nervous I'd made sure that when my family moved up to the dot, I did not move up with my family until they had cleared. And then I made sure to kind of look back at the people behind me that were getting way too close to me. I don't want strangers right on me. I don't want stranger germs. So they would never socially distance from me. So I let my family go ahead. And then I would slowly slip off that dot. But I would look at it. That way, those people knew without me saying anything that, hey, I care about social distancing. Stay on your spot. And luckily, okay, luckily they they caught on. <laughs> they caught on that I was a worrier and that it made me uncomfortable. And I was very thankful that the people behind us caught on. They didn't want to, but, I, you know, they didn't say anything or give me any trouble. And, reg- again, regardless of how, what you think about social distancing measures, regardless of what you think about coronavirus, you know, y'all don't need to tell me how stupid I am! Y'all don't need to tell me how ridiculous it was. Y'all don't need to tell me how, you know, wearing a mask or even going to a, a theme park during the coronavirus is is good or bad or stupid or what. You know, y'all don't need to argue with me. Um, I've had some people reach out, uh, you know, kind of good and bad or or say comments that, you know, I'd post a comment about you know people really weren't following the rules there, and I got some negative feedback. <laughs> on that comment, but this was on like Silver Dollar City's homepage. But regardless, um we we stayed in line and unfortunately the line was so long we were probably in line for an hour, hour and a half, um at least an hour. And I was really mad. I was really disappointed and grumpy and frustrated because my kids we lost our patience. We were short and snippy with each other. I wasn't happy. I wanted to leave my husband wanted to stay. I wanted to leave. I didn't think... I didn't really think any good ride was going to be worth being this uncomfortable or waiting in line. Because, you know, I don't like to wait in lines. But, okay. It's a new ride. We need to do it at least once. So, we get up there. And I realized very quickly that the load-unload is very... Une- it's just inefficient. And it's a new ride. They're still working out the kinks, I'm sure. But they're working out the kinks and trying to maintain social distance. So... It is very inefficient for a variety of reasons, some of which has nothing to do with the, the staff that work there. You know, they're, they are doing the best they can with the rules that they have. However, it's very slow, and I think it could be done a little bit differently. But, you know, they're not asking me. <laughs> they're not asking me what, what my opinion is, but it's a very, very slow loader. And so, only a few people go at a time, and it's almost like minutes until the next party goes. It's very slow. And so, it made sense on why the line just kept building. Now, once we got on the line, once we got on the ride, we were able, they say, you know, you got to strap up, you know, your your people have to be sitting back um, on, on the seat areas. And... And they do that for a good reason because there's going to be a lot of bumpy parts. And little bitty kids kind of get tossed. They did let my son, Noel, go. They measured him, and he was right at 40 inches, so they let him go. Just barely. (laughs) But they let him go. But I will tell you that since he is right at 40 inches, he did get kind of tossed a bit. So no matter how bad, you know, we strap in together. The little kids, you strap in. You have like a, a double seat strap around your lap, we'll say he did get tossed around a bit, which he was actually kind of fine with, but I had to kind of grip onto him a little more than I would really want to, so just keep that in mind if you're bringing a little, they, they they will get tossed around a bit, you know, keep your, keep your arm around them, um, the ride was fun, there were a lot more dips and, and jaunts and, is jaunt a word? I don't. I don't know if that's a word. But anyway, there was a lot more. It was rough. Like it was a little bit rougher going down the river. And there was times when it'd kind of be spinning. But it goes really fast. So it was a fast-moving river ride with rapids. And so there were, you know, several times where water just came in and got your rears and your feet wet. Well, actually, you could put your feet on the the thing in the middle. There's like a, a a place to put your feet. Now, if you're an adult and you have You know, if you're a normal adult-sized person, you can put your feet up, and they really won't get wet. But my kids got their feet wet because they weren't big enough or tall enough to put their feet in the middle bar. Um, Our All of our backs and booties got wet. Um, I didn't really get too much of my top wet, like nothing my top. um, The front part and my face and my hair really didn't get that wet. But it really does dip you in in the water a bit. Um, the coolest part is, the most nerve-wracking part, is the elevator. They have a, an elevator for your raft that goes up really high, okay? And, again, it's kind of a slow process to get up there. So, you have to wait on the, the raft above you to get situated, and it's a very complex elevator, and it's got to be safe, so it takes a while. There's a lot of safety measures in place, so so I felt secure enough going on it. Like, I knew it was going to be safe, but it's a little nerve-wracking because you kind of go slow, and sometimes it waits more at the top, and you just sit there overlooking everything. And then they release you into like a, I don't know, if you've ever been on one of those rides at a water park, one of those family water rides, that's what it started to look like then. But in family water rides... You know, you're not that high up in the air usually. And to me, the sides of the ride looked really low. And it it was really nerve-wracking. Like, I was like, am I about to fall? Like, is our raft going to fall off the edge? So it was really nerve-wracking, but I loved it. Like, that part was so cool and exciting. And then there's this long drop, you know. It's not a huge, like, straight down drop. But it's a big old incline, drop and it was fun it was a lot of fun going down it very exciting kids liked it the people at the bottom the people who were face backwards at the slide did get a little bit wet the splash but it wasn't like a huge that's not where you got most wet but at that point the ride's over and you get out no problem we we did really like it i do like this ride I got a little more motion sick than I would have liked, so if you get motion sick, make sure you do take your medicine. I think next time I'm gonna get a patch because I'm so easily nauseated and dizzy these days. Dang, dang the age. So because it did go kind of fast and it went, it did turn backwards and kind of in a circles a little bit more than I expected, but it was a great ride. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna wait an hour for it again. Nope. Not going to do that, but I'm glad I did it this time. So, I feel good and confident, hey, you know, our one goal for Silver Dollar City was to ride this ride, and we went ahead and checked that off the box, and I was very pleased with that. One of the greatest finds for this Silver Dollar City trip was the cinnamon bread, and I'd always heard about the cinnamon bread, but I guess I just never understood why it was so great, because... When I think of cinnamon bread, I'm thinking of like this stuff you can buy at the store with the cinnamon raisin swirl, which to me isn't that great. But I was, oh, y'all, I was so wrong. This cinnamon bread, and now they sell it right by the Rivertown Smokehouse, by Mystic River Falls, and it's all just cinnamon bread, or that's what they say. When you walk in, you notice there is, of course, you can buy loaves of this cinnamon bread. But you can also buy cookies. You can buy the breads with different toppings on it. There's all sorts of stuff to buy in there, not just the cinnamon bread. There's all sorts of baked goods. And you can get coffee, which was great. So several times during the trip, I, well, several times, uh, I probably bought three loaves total. And this cinnamon bread, it tastes like a cinnamon roll, kind of, but it's warm. And it's already kind of cut up in little, kind of like little, little pieces, kind of like monkey bread. So I think it's a lot like monkey bread and that there's a lot of like cinnamon, sugary, drippy, goobiness at the bottom. And I also, I saw that by the cash register, there was like little cups of icing. So I guess if you, I just went ahead and naturally was like, oh, and can I also add on an extra cup of icing? I don't even know if they charged me for it, but I got an extra cup of icing to dip in. And it's like cinnamon roll frosting. It was great. Uh, the whole family gobbled it down. I mean, we loved it. It was so good, so much so that the next time we went back to Silver Dollar City a few days later, I bought a loaf for me and a loaf for my friends. Very, very good. We went on several more rides at Silver Dollar City. We did the Great American plunge uh, several times. Uh, we went once with the whole family, which was neat. This was one of the first time, You know, this is... These are still some of the first big rides we've been able to go together as a family of five. You know, when you have a little one who's not quite tall enough, it, you know, those first few years of going to a park, especially with bigger kids, it's just kind of sad because you just want to do things together. So I'm so happy my three-year-old son could finally reach that height to ride stuff with us. But it was really neat going on that ride with him. And while... My husband and older daughter went on Wildfire, the upside-down roller coaster. We went on Great American Plunge. We had very little waits, and that was such a big pro is that there just weren't a lot of people there for, wait, you know, the wait times didn't really get up there. Now, I believe on some of the roller coasters, such as Time Traveler or Powder Keg, you know, the lines did get kind of long, like 30 30 minutes, But that, you know, for a theme park, that's actually not that bad. But a lot of the rides were just kind of walk on. Now, every once in a while, you would have to wait a whole cycle of ride vehicles. Because they would spray them down, which looked kind of like a bug sprayer. You know, like one of those industrial, like, bug spray things that you wear on your back. They would spray them down and sanitize each and every individual ride car. And they'd have to cycle them through to kind of dry off. This happened on, for us, on one of the... The log rides or the Great American Plunge, they did have to cycle them all through. So we did have to wait a little bit for that. But it actually made me feel good that knowing that the ride I was about to go on had been completely sanitized. Now, that was a little kind of gross because they sprayed it down. But the rides are already so like they're already wet when you sit down. So I'm like, am I sitting on you know some sort of hand sanitizer or am I sitting on oh uh, water? So anyway, that was a good time. We, we walked around a bit, took some pictures. Um, like I said, we did a few little rides, but we didn't outdo it today. We were already kind of tired, so we were leaving probably close to six. So we had spent several hours there. Now, on the way out, we did stop by Delilah's Bakery. I think that's what it's called. Be And, and I'm glad I did because I saw something I had never seen before. Now, I had seen a pumpkin whoopie pie there at... Halloween time, I did see a pumpkin whoopie pie, like a pumpkin spice with cream in the middle. This time, I saw several whoopie pies, and I got super excited. And, of course, I had to get them. So, I got one that was like a chocolate chip cookie one with cream in the middle, and it had like cookie crumbles on the outside. We got one that had the, like a funfetti one, like a cake one with Funfetti. There was like chocolate ones with chocolate cream and some with uh, just white cream in the middle. Um, Or actually, there wasn't chocolate cream. It was cream with cookie crumbles on the outside. So we got three of them to go. I will tell you, I tried all of them. The, The very, very best one was... The chocolate chip cookie one. Now, these aren't like crunchy chocolate chip cookie. These are like more soft, like muffin. So, to me, it tasted like a cream-filled muffin. And it was so good. It was really good. The funfetti one, eh. I wish I'd rather just have a cupcake. And the chocolate one was, to me, just not that great at all. But the cookie one, I would highly recommend. So, go to Delilah's Bakery. Get you the chocolate chip and chocolate crumble cookie whoopie pie for a really good treat. I didn't even eat this till later though. I may have I ate it like you know a few hours later. I ate some of it though even like two days later and it was still good. It's very it was very good. Now we did come back to Silver Dollar City a few days later with some friends and we did a lot of the same rides but a lot of the rides we hadn't done before. So we had two two three-year-olds or a three-year-old and a four-year-old and then we had uh, a seven-year-old, a six-year-old, a nine-year-old, eight-year-old. We had, we had lots of kids throughout the age ranges and we did a lot of the same stuff. We ate a lot of food. We had, you know, sausage, potato skillet. We had, um, some chicken strips. We tried a salad at one of the restaurants. The salad wasn't good. I think it was like a chicken bacon salad from one of the places. It wasn't that great. I did try, I tried several, you know, several different things here and there. But, of course, one of my favorites is always a skillet. If it's a skillet meal, I'm going to get it. I'm not as a big fan of the skillet that has chicken and string beans in it. I like the one that is the, just the famous sausage and potato skillet. So, if you're looking like, which skillet do I get? Which skillet do I get? I highly recommend the, I think it's called like the tater patch or something like that. I mean, I think that's probably your, your best bet. So, that was neat. Um, when you get your, you know, if you thought you were ever going to sneak free refills, you definitely can't anymore at Silver City. They have someone that's actually uh, getting your beverages for you. They do offer. Now you can buy some of the refillable mugs. Now you can buy one that has free refills, but it's like I can't remember how much it was. It's like 70 bucks for a cup, but it gets completely free refills all season long. Or you could buy one that's like 14 that gets cheaper refills all season long. Something like that. Now, we have done that second option several times. This unlimited one is something that's new. We spent a lot of time at Fireman's Landing because there are just tons of little toddler rides to do. And easy, gentle rides. So, if you have rides or if you have little kids that get really scared with rides, um, I really think Fireman's Landing just has a lot of great little gentle rides for kids. Um, my my older daughter, of course, did the uh, oh, and it's like the fire lookout or something. It's one of those that goes high and drops you. Ugh. So, we, we traveled back to the Grand Exposition area. Did the awful twirly one. I did not. Rode jumpy frogs. Stuff like that. Um, had a had an overall great experience at Silver Dollar City again. We did end up getting to do Mystic River Falls this on that time. Uh, first, we arrived at, right when park opened. And the first thing we did was we went to Mystic River Falls. Again, this ride wasn't open. It probably didn't open until like 20, 25 minutes after the park opened or 30 minutes after the park opened, which was very frustrating because, you know, we get there early and, And we could have been riding rides in that 30 minutes, but check this out. Okay, so (laughs) we get in line, and we are literally the third party back to get on. The second party ended up leaving the line and didn't get on because they wouldn't let them all ride together. I think there were eight, there were seven of them. Now, keep in mind, these rafts are actually built to fit, I think, eight. So there was only seven. But they would only let six go at a time. And so I guess they just got mad. And rather than break their group up, they left the line, which was crazy because hear me out. So we get on the ride. They have to split our party up two, which is fine. You know, we know they do because we, we're actually two parties of five. So there's ten of us. So a few in this ride raft, a few in the others. And... And so we get on the ride, and we're going down, and we go down the big drop, and it's great, and it's fun. And we notice after we get off the big drop, like the ride stops. The ride stops right after we go off the big drop. So we're waiting there for like 10 minutes, and it is broken down, y'all. This ride broke down after only like two Like, oh, well, we were like the third in line, so they let the, I guess we weren't the first vehicle. We were the second and third vehicles. So, after three vehicle, ride vehicles going, it broke down. Had the people, had those people in front of us not gone out of the line, we, our whole group, would have been stuck on that big, tall elevator. (laughs) And we would have had to evacuate. They would have had to come. We'd had to go up and down the, the big, I mean, there's stairs, y'all. There's safe ways to do it. I know it's not a big deal. But I know, like, if you're really anxious, that would be a really scary spot to get stuck. But there were people that were stuck on the ride. And, you know, that was it. They had to get taken off the ride. They didn't let it keep going. So, luckily, we had already finished. But we kind of got stuck there for about 10 or 15 minutes. And they, they did um, evacuate us off. Now, what's crazy, we didn't actually, when they say evacuate us off, we we were right by the unload and load platform, but we weren't quite there. So we did kind of have to make a, a step from the ride, which there was a gap, so if we would have fallen, it could have been kind of dangerous, but we didn't. Um, It wasn't that big of a a step, but we didn't fall in the water. We were fine, but they gave us like a free pass to come back and ride it later, I guess, because we had been evacuated. I don't know, but it's funny because we'd already ridden it. We did fine, you know, but they let us come back. I will note that my husband will probably, he wants me to say or not say that, hey, they are watching y'all. So if you think you're going to film this ride, they're going to be ticked at you. So the lady who was working the ride, I guess she was kind of the main operator. Um, she had a really nasty attitude <laughs> towards like towards me. Like she came up to me and was like, someone was filming and you're not supposed to do that. And I was like, whoa, I am um, i wasn't filming anything because I'd already kind of been in trouble before the ride took off. They're like, put your phone up. I'm like, oh, OK, because, you know, I'm used to taking video and and pictures, you know, for for myself and for, you know, Road Trip branson So I put the I put my phone away immediately, stored that away in my fanny pack, no big deal. But apparently Jason Schlau had filmed it going down the slide and he got caught. But he didn't own he didn't even own up to it, y'all. He was like, Whoa, I didn't do anything. So she was like mad at me. He was in a different boat than me. We weren't even riding together, but Somehow she got in a bad attitude with me, which, okay, he broke the rules, but I mean, she was still kind of a, I don't know, like, not good customer service, but whatever. Hey, I was happy to get a free ride again. Like, can you believe it? We got to ride again. So sure enough, you know, we use that pass. So I was really pleased that we didn't have to wait in line again and were able to ride that ride twice once it eventually opened back up. You know what's crazy is it broke down again after we'd ridden it. Like, it broke down again. It only been working for about an hour. And then it from what we hear, it broke down again. So can you imagine Be some of those people that were waiting in line for 30, 45 minutes and then being like, okay, sorry. No, they had to be, no, more than 30, 45 minutes. They'd probably been an hour. They had been waiting in line an hour. Ride breaks down. They have to get out of line. They get back in line. It breaks down again. Ooh, y'all. <laughs> that... One. That had me ticked. However, this is a new ride, and you should expect a delay. It's a slow loader, plus they're trying to figure out how to best fill these boats. In the past, they would have filled people completely strangers, and it would have loaded much faster, but they're trying to social distance people. They're trying to follow the rules, and so it just goes really slow. So the ride capacity is down, and they really just don't have enough people working to make the the process go smoothly. And I'm sure once crowds are able to pick back up and things kind of get back to the pre-COVID era that this ride will be much more efficient. But it was, um it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Have I mentioned that was there was practically no weight in any of the rides at the Grand Exposition area? Like none, y'all. None. They were all walk-on. If you wanted to stay on something, you probably could. And usually there's not big lines down there anyway. There's usually very, very little lines. But there were none. Like it was crazy like dead in the park. Um, same thing with fireman's landing, very little lines. Most of the most of the rides just didn't have any lines. They were no big deal to get on. Now, um, time traveler, I think my my family did end up waiting like forty five minutes for it once. But they needed they wanted to do it and you know what, who cares? It was fine. I was walking in Midtown, which was... It's kind of by the train station. It's This area is overlooked because it's not on the main path, but it's kind of behind the Christmas store, which is right across from Time Traveler. So there's this... uh, I don't know if it's Silver Dollar There's a little carousel, but it wasn't going. So I was like, oh, it's closed. Then I was walking... I was looking at all the other little attractions at Silver Dollar Hollow. So there's like this sand play area, which is closed, which I understand it's a sand play area. It's not going to be open, but I was kind of bummed. And also the tree house was closed. So I was bummed for that. And it looked like the carousel was closed because it wasn't going and I didn't see anything spinning. But then I asked, there was a worker there and I was like, Are, is it closed? He's like, no, no one's just on it. So <laughs> luckily they let us go on it and my son And I think I had another little kid with me. We rode it like four times back to back to back. We also then went over and did the flooded mine. And I think we did this twice. Or they gave us the option. Like we could get off the ride or we could get on the ride. Okay. So on... Flooded Mine is a great dark ride. It's like an indoor ride. At the very end, it kind of has an outdoor section, but it's covered. So even in bad weather, I guess you could probably ride this if they didn't close it, for like if there wasn't lightning. So this is a great dark ride, and a dark ride is a ride that's inside. It's about, uh, I've talked about this before. I think it's very underrated. It's a really old ride. It's one of the originals, and it seems to still have some of the original Features, original, like animatronics. It's really cool. Now, for the last, like, two years, I've just ridden it. I don't shoot the gun. They do have this little metal gun, and you can shoot targets, and I guess it has some, I don't know, infrared, radar. I don't know how it does it. But I guess you shoot targets, and you get points. I've never really cared about points. I'm not that competitive on this ride, and it kind of hurts my hand after a while. But I learned something. That I think I should have known. But for some reason, I knew it, but I didn't really know it. It didn't really stick in my head um, until this trip. You have to hit the targets for some of the animatronics and special features to occur. And for some reason, this never really occurred to me. Until I became the only adult in a cart filled with children who have bad aim. And I realized that the ride just isn't quite, you know, lots of things are broken. They're not working. I was like, wait. That's because I'm not shooting targets. So I had to shoot more targets. So some of these features would actually happen, which is funny because I never, I guess I never had to worry about it because I was always with a boatload of people. People are always hitting the target. So I never even thought about it. I never even realized that some of these features wouldn't go off unless you hit a certain target. So honestly, it made the ride more fun because it gave it a meaning to like shoot the gun. So uh, for some reason I got a kick out of that and enjoyed it a lot more than I usually do, and now that I know you need to hit the target so cool stuff will happen, um, I'll be more aware, but oh you know, only when you're in a ride filled with three, four and seven year olds do you uh do you realize this. And that was it. It was just us. No one else on the on the boat. Some of the longest lines that we ended up having to wait on at Silver City other than rides were just lines for food. Um, The food lines can get kind of long at certain places if you go around lunchtime, so that's just something to, to keep in mind. They still offer drinks and food and snacks. All the regular things that we like to eat are still available, so that is great. And I thought the food was not lacking. I felt very satisfied. Overall, mask compliance was a little lower here than at other theme parks I've been to. But overall, I was still comfortable. I wasn't comfortable in the Mystic River Falls line, but most of the other lines where I was able to keep away from people, I didn't even care. You know, if someone's not wearing their mask right, it really doesn't bother me. What I don't like is when people cough, they're right next to me and they're not wearing a mask because I just never know. But for the most part, you can you can easily stay away from people um, so I, f- I felt pretty comfortable. I'd be willing to go back. Um, I, I let Silver Dollar City know. I gave them some feedback regarding the line at Mystic River Falls because I think there are some ways they could do it better just from observing how Disney World does it, and they'd still be under compliance. Because if someone you know come, came and checked their enforcement or their compliance or mask rules in that line in particular, um, they would not get passing grades for it but the other the other spots, you know, I felt comfortable i I still think most people there at So City don't seem to you know they're just not too worried at this point. Where other places you go, there's people who are more worried and if you come from a town or or section of America that's not real worried, you know this place is right up your alley it, you know So City will be more normal. but if you come from a place where you're really worried about coronavirus and you're you're trying to stay safe. Um, I could see why you might be a little uncomfortable at a, a few spots at Silver Dollar City. But overall, it was good. Mass compliance was so-so. But we, you know, I'd love to go back. I really want to go back in the fall to Silver Dollar City. I'd love to see the Pumpkin knots and see see what they do. So, good job, Silver Dollar City. A few few spots for improvement overall. You know, great job. Can't wait to go back. That evening we went we checked out Black Oak Grill. I think I got the chicken fried chicken, which is always good. I got this goat this like fried goat cheese appetizer that comes with like on top of a, it's like a ball of fried goat cheese on that's on top of a bed of marinara with good bread. It's always really good. I really like it. The kids like it. Um, I think me and my my friend we went and checked out the the Moonshine Place, which is which is, it's called like I can't remember what it's called, but Smith Creek Moonshine. It's it's so much fun to go. Now you don't get full shots of moonshine to try. But you get these little thimbles full of moonshine, and you just go up to the counter. you got to keep your ID out. So that's the big deal. you got to keep your ID out in front of you. So even if they check it once, you got to keep it out. We learned that. If you put your ID around, that means you're out. That means you don't want to. You get this little thimble, and they go through like 12 different flavors of moonshine. And you can get all of them or none of them, and they'll just keep going. The guy will just keep going. So you could just stay there and really just get... Sloshed if you wanted to for free. Now, we did tip them, but we tried different cons and it was it was fun. It's like a fun, free thing to do. Took lots of pictures, so that was nice. On the way back from Branson Landing that night, I did stop at the Rhodes Price Chopper just to get groceries. One thing I did check out was the bakery there. I ran by and looked at like the cake section because, you know, if you're celebrating a special occasion, In Branson, you may want to get a specialty cake. And I noticed that they had fabulous specialty cakes, like really cool kid cakes. The only place I had really known to get a cake would have been just from from Sugar Leaf Bakery. But these cakes looked awesome. I mean, they had, I'll post some pictures if I haven't already. But I mean, there was all sorts of like ones with shark and look like a sandcastle. There was ones that looked like a tent One that looked like a creek and water and baseball themes and cupcakes and uh, Little Mermaid themes. And there's all sorts of other baked goodies too, like little individual servings of baked goodies. And so that would be a great place to check out if you need a specialty cake. Also, it's still my favorite grocery store because it's usually less crowded than Walmart. Um, They have a, a, a spot over there that you can buy beer and wine as well. But it's just a great grocery store that I found. So... Go check that out oh and also it closed at 11 so that was good for me to know because it it stays open late i think that next morning we hopped over to the grand village shops because it was time to go back to my favorite favorite spot sugar leaf bakery now i did not check out their new section that's attached to it the coffee side section but i did wait in a huge long line for food like i always do The line at Sugar Leaf Bakery is a long one, y'all, but it's worth it. The food there is amazing. Uh, As usual, I got the chicken soup, which is perfect. It is the most perfect soup that's ever been created, y'all. It's perfect. Get it. If you don't get it, I'm going to be very disappointed in you. Uh, I got a grilled cheese. My husband got an Asian chicken salad. We got exactly the same stuff we get every single time, and it did not disappoint. It is completely worth the huge long line. We went into a few shops, I went into the soap shop. I noticed that it changed. It changed locations. So I love going to the soap shop. and It's a really cute place to buy cheap souvenirs for people. Also, for some reason, my kids love soap. Um, but I bought a few soaps for myself. I bought one that's a Christmassy one that I really like. And also one that is more of a pumpkin spice smelling one. Grand Village Shops has a lot of photo opportunity spots that I like as well. They also have an old old toy store, like a toy store with lots of kind of old-fashioned toys, plus some newer things. They also have a store there that is like a gift shop, but it also has a section of like Department 56 Villages. They have some Harry Potter Village pieces in there every time, and I want to just kind of look at and see what's new. They have, you know, Snow Village, Dickon Village, those sorts of things, and they're set up. They also have a big Halloween Village set up there. So it's just nice. The kids like to look around. It's just fun. Now, later on in the evening, we did the next day, you know, we did go back to um, Branson Landing, and I checked out a lot of the shops, walked around. We were going to wait for um, a table at Paula Deen's. Now, the wait time, I knew to get there early, because I knew that, you know, it would be a bit of a wait. We got there, I th- we got at Branson Landing, somewhere close to 6.30. I'd kind of want to get there at 6. The goal was to eat around 7.15, 7.30. The wait time for Paula Deans was going to be like an hour and 50 minutes, like almost two hours. I did not believe it, y'all, when when I was like, okay, there's 10 of us. And he was like, okay, well, it's going to be like an hour and 45 minutes. I was like, fine, put us down. Ah. And I am overly confident, and this is going to backfire on me one day, but I was like, there's no way it's going to take that long. Fine. Put our name down. I'll, I don't believe you. And I'm glad I never believed them because within an hour, we had a table, which was great. It was perfect timing. We were able to... To sit, you know, an hour, I mean, it wasn't two hours, maybe it was an hour, maybe it was an hour, 15 minutes, but it really wasn't that long, because we walked around and did some things, or actually, I walked around and take some video while Jason, I think, stayed and played on the phone, and um, while my kids were taking a little bit of a nap. Paula Deen's did not disappoint, again, it did not disappoint, that roast is so good, but this time... Ooh, this time we tried the pork chops with gravy, and that has got to be one of my favorite now. So, the pork chops and the roasts, and we got mashed potatoes and macaroni and cheese and green beans. And, y'all, it was a perfect dinner. I mean, I think we got the meatloaf, too. I did try the blackberry cobbler. That wasn't an option last time. It was only peach cobbler last time. So I tried the blackberry cobbler and I liked it. It was much, much better than the peach cobbler. But it it tastes like a piece of shortcake. Not angel food cake, but like shortcake. So a little, you know, maybe a piece of pound cake with some blackberry sauce on it. It wasn't really cobblery. There wasn't like a a crust per se. It was more like a cakey uh, cobbler, but it's fine. Whatever. I mean, it was good. Like shortcake with covered with blackberries and whipped cream. It was fine. It was good, but still nothing beats the ooey gooey butter cake. What I like about this is that you can take the ooey gooey butter cake home. If you order, like you can't take any of the food food home, but you can take your dessert home. And most of us just got the ooey gooey butter cake to take home. They do offer that chocolate ooey gooey butter cake flavor, which was talked about last time by my friend, Sarah and we tried one of those and it it's like a brownie y'all it's rich and fudgy like a delicious brownie it's got a tiny bit different like it's more it's more like the uh, butter cake texture so it's not as cakey as a brownie but if you love brownies you will really like the chocolate gooey butter cake my favorite though is still just the traditional vanilla so i say go for it some other things to discuss about Branson. Um, we did try getting getting basted, which is a barbecue place. Pros and cons about this place, y'all. Pros and cons. Um, funny story. Okay, so you remember how I was telling y'all about? You know, we do follow the rules with COVID. We don't want to bring it back to some of our more vulnerable family members, so we do take social distancing measures very you know we i guess maybe compared to some people we we overdo it but from a lot of other people's standpoint we underdo it so we walk in and the host we walk in and they immediately sit us for lunch the restaurant's pretty cleared out except there's one back room with with uh, several tables so like it's the only part of the restaurant that's filled there's a few people in a in a section on the other side of the restaurant but just a few but they take us to this crowded area and they he wants to sit us right by this other big group, like right next to him. There's not six feet apart. And he's like, is this table okay? And I was like, no, it's not. I, I, I want to stay six feet apart from the table by us. He was like, oh, okay, no problem. So he took us across the restaurant until a different seating area where there was only one other group of people. And we were kind of towards the back. And it was perfect. It was fine. And um, I had to, <laughs> I needed to get my jacket out of the car or I needed to get one of the kids jackets out of the car. So as I was going back, I noticed that the host was talking smack about me. He was saying, yeah, I tried to seat her here, but she said, no, I have to sit six feet apart from other people. Like he was talking mess to other people, like to the manager about me, because I'm sure the manager was like, why'd you seat him there? And so when I heard him say, yeah, she wanted to sit six feet apart from people, I was like, uh, I'm sorry. And he didn't know I was right there walking by. And they they all just looked at me terrified. And he he looked at me and was like, uh, um, no, it's fine. It's fine. So we got caught talking mess. I never saw him again, obviously. (laughs) I never saw him again the whole time. I will say that that was the only con of getting basted, the barbecue place. It was the only con because I will say the service there was awesome. Our... Our waitress was Martha. She is a delight. I love her name because it's also one of my daughter's names and you don't see too many Marthas these days. So if you get there and Martha's an option, just try to sit in her section. She is a delight and she is so sweet. Um, She even let me like try the pimento cheese appetizer before I I actually bought it, which was great because I don't want to just, you know, sometimes like you're unsure about a dish. So it's so great when they let you try it. I mean, she suggested it. So it was really cool. So I got the pimento cheese and I got the, I got like a bologna dish um, because I thought my son would eat it. Um, Everyone else tried different things there. Um, um, I mean, they have different barbecue options. I think there was like barbecue nachos and French fries and the macaroni and cheese was good. They had Brussels sprouts and they had some corn that was really good. They had all sorts of really, really good food. Actually, I don't know if they had Brussels sprouts. They had corn. That was it. The corn was so good there. They had some sort of like, it was kind of creamy, a little spicy, a little kick. Um, It was really good. The toast was good. Everything we ate there was really good. And we will definitely recommend you go there, get the food. Um, (laughs) If you want to socially distance there, you may have to ask, but they will comply. They may talk a little smack about you, but the service will be good. So highly, highly recommend. We did finally get to try the Gaffietti's new restaurant down at Branson Landing. Um, Before we did that, there's this little shootout arcade thing, which we had never done. It looked, I mean, it's just kind of funny. But I realized it really didn't cost that much money and was kind of a fun activity while we were waiting. Um, I'd actually messed up on our reservation. I'd made a reservation for the next day and it was actually my husband's birthday. And so I had to backtrack and we ended up having to wait a little while, but it was fine. Um, so anyway, we're at this little shootout thing, which is kind of cool, kind of cheap, something fun for your kids to do while you're waiting. Um, the restaurant atmosphere was nice. They did a good job of socially distancing their tables. All the waitresses wore their masks. Um, I thought food selection was, was decent. I mean, there wasn't too, too many things that necessarily caught my eye because I'm not really a burger sort of person. There was a lot of burger sorts of options. I did get these, like, I don't know what they were called, like trash can nachos or something like that, and they ended up being really good, and they come with a, like, a specialty presentation. They, like, come in a little bin, and the waiter, like, has to do a, he has to take it out for you, and it it just looks pretty cool. So, we ended up having a good time there, and they were able to accommodate our large party. Um, From there, we, we did walk around Branson Landing, a bunch but that was probably the main things of what we did um i think we tried pizza world once um pizza world was a pizza place that was right there on um on highway 76 kind of by some of the the uh, attractions like that big ferris wheel um there's the pizza worlds right there there i think there may actually be a few Pizza worlds, but this one was on Highway 76, and uh, the address is 3405 West Highway 76. Now we actually had a coupon our friends had. We had pizza there, but we also had some pasta, some cheesy bread. Everything we had was fine. Everything we 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 had tasted really good, pretty decent pizza. I mean, not the best in the world, but if you're craving pizza, and um, that's convenient. I mean, this was. This was right there. It was it was really close. And so I would probably... I would definitely um, recommend it and order it again. So that pretty much sums up our Branson trip. The things that we learned is that... There are going to be a lot of things that are different at some of our cities. A lot of the play areas will be closed. We learned that the really good pool at the Welk Resort... We have to get a reservation for. Um, we learned... That overall Branson just isn't the best place to go if you're worried about coronavirus, just to be honest. Some of y'all don't care, but some of y'all do. Um it's there's just a lot of people who aren't wearing masks or care about social distancing, and that's just what it is, whether that's just cuz it's in the middle of the United States, maybe these people are coming from low low areas of contagion. But, you know, based on my experience coming from theme parks and, you know, Florida, the theme parks there were, were very, very good about being compliant. However, a lot of Florida wasn't. A lot of Florida was a lot like this. There, you know, just there was a lot of people who didn't care. So if you're very, very worried about, you know, coronavirus and you're wondering if it is a great place to travel right now, you may want to wait just a little bit. Now, if you're not too worried about it, then I would say go. Um, it's a great place. You you can feel more normal there. There's still lots of fun stuff to do. I mean, everything you want to do is still open. So <laughs> that's great. Like it did actually feel normal. I'm not in a super, super rush to go back. Just be- again, because I'm I'm, you know, I am trying to be, you know, kind of conscious whether or not you agree with it. So I probably won't go back until later on in the fall. And um, any time I ever felt uncomfortable in Branson, I made sure to give feedback, you know, positive, hopefully helpful feedback, not like negative Karen sort of feedback. Although, hey, you know what? I might be a Karen, but I try to be as positive as possible when I give feedback um, make sure people know what I like and, and don't like about things just to help customer service. Um, as a business owner, I appreciate feedback as well. So uh, I can't wait to go back, but I'm not in just a rush to go back. My next trip will probably be Pumpkin Nights. All right, road trippers, that's going to do it for today. Go ahead and check out the Road Trip Branson Facebook page. I'm going to give it a like, and I'll be posting some videos and pictures of things I haven't already posted about, just so you get an idea of what all I did. All right. Guys, I'll see you real soon.